everybody likes a little spicy conversation. And that's exactly what we're going to have here on the Off Limits Podcast. I'm Colton Thigpen. I'll be your host. And what I'm doing is calling up my friends unexpectedly. They don't know that they're about to get a call. They definitely, they don't know that they're about to be on a podcast. And they don't know for sure that we're about to talk about the three topics and subjects that we're taught to never talk about. Religion, politics, and money. It's going to be a couple friends having a real conversation about real touchy subjects. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be entertaining. And I imagine a little funny. So, y'all sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Remember, change your perspective. Be open-minded. Have a conversation rather than an argument. Here we go. Okay, so the guest that I'm about to have on is Braden House. For those of you who don't know, uh, Braden has an incredible story. He's a 25-year-old uh, agriculture enthusiast. He is, um, I guess, owner or co-owner of a family operation, Big House Show Cattle. They have some premier Charlet, uh, purebred Charlet show cattle and do exceptional, uh, both with females and bulls. So uh, he's a guy that didn't go to college because he knew what he wanted to do. And by the age of 25, now he's able to um, live off uh, what these cattle are making for him and uh, that's kind of a goal that a lot of people have that they never reach much less do it by 25 so incredible young person extremely opinionated this conversation is going to be great here we go big house you there i'm here can you hear me cowboy oh yeah Perfect. all right so just so you know this conversation is being recorded, but it's not live. I started okay. playing around, started playing around with doing this uh, podcast and thinking of people I wanted to call and and talk to and things like that and, and topics I want to talk about. But right now I'm driving, and kind of like when I'm mowing grass, I'm doing my best thinking while I'm driving. And uh, I had this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had this idea. How about I do a podcast? where I impromptu call people. They don't know they're going to be podcasted. And instead of talking about some profound topic, I talk about just throw out the things that are spicy and things that you're not supposed to talk about, like religion and politics. So we love those. Braden, Braden House, how do you feel about religion and politics? Politics in the show ring or politics in the government? Well, um, I guess the one thing that I kind of got that's common with both of them is I kind of take a mind your own business approach to a whole lot of things. <laughs> uh, my specialty would be minding my own business um, for the most part, I think. Uh, and, and you can tie the religion part to it in with that and, and basically do the right thing, uh, whether that's politics. I think everybody uh, from a government political thing has something that works best for them. It has, as my best friend Greg Strauder is famous for saying, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Okay, I got my <laughs> my thing. You got yours. I think uh, the biggest thing that politics causes, government-wise, is it causes people to hate each other when really the reason that we're all in this country to begin with is that we're allowed to believe whatever we want to. Uh, you know, I, I, I think the uh, the show ring politics stuff is is definitely there. 
and I think it's just as much on the people that will sit back and communicate and text a judge. It's one thing to be friends with someone and they happen to be sorting a show. It's another thing to actively try to solicit your product and put the guy in that position. Um, and it's also on the people that judge the show to remember that this is a kid's project and do the right thing. Uh, and the, the biggest issue to me with the show ring politics is the fact that when it doesn't happen, people still claim that it, it does. There is a lot of people out there that have a kind. They have people like me that know how to feed a kind for for that guy in that event. And it has nothing to do with a, a politic thing. Um, you know, don't, don't blame a skillful feeder um, for being a snake on the political side of it. So really it's just a matter, I think, of all three mind your own business, be a good person. The religion's the same thing. Um, oh, there's 400 years ago, people got on a boat and come over here so that they could believe whatever they wanted to. Um, the fact yeah. of the matter is, as long as you're a good human being, um, what I believe, what you believe, it don't matter to me because if I could get right on my tombstone, one quote about me, it would be minded his own business. So that's, <laughs> That's kind of how I feel on, on all those topics mashed into one. This is awesome. We, uh, I throw out one uh, topic of conversation and we're four minutes into it and I haven't even really asked a question. I love it. And I don't know if, if this is going to like actually get put anywhere, but uh, Colton, you called me like literally two minutes ago. I was sound asleep at the Beefmaster show at Junior Nationals. <laughs> Sprawled all the way out with my mouth open, felt my phone ring, and now I'm standing outside the Junior National show watching kids drive their miniature four-wheelers around the parking lot. It is about as impromptu as you can make it, so we're, we're flying by the seat of the pants here. I'm driving from Wharton, Texas, talking to Brahman Foundation kids, uh, driving back from there to Sweetwater, and I pulled over on top of a hill because I had good reception over here and was like, you know what? I'm going to call Braden. He's going to have an opinion. <laughs> he, he's never short on opinions. <laughs> Man, I am glad that you brought up the people say politics in the show ring, even when it didn't happen. And I think a lot of that stems from, there's a few things, but one being most of the people at the show do not win. And so most of the people at the show need a reason why they did not win and if they can all agree on a reason then that reason becomes justified whether it's true or not so and you know what i say that works the same way in real politics too you have conspiracy <laughs> theorists on both ways no matter what and then yep. like minds think alike so one person finds a conspiracy theory and it leaks over to the next person and the next person. And that is what you're saying is That's exactly so right. That is so true. And they can tie two people together that have never even heard of each other. And by God, it's a rigged election or a rigged show, no matter what, um, no matter what way it falls. I mean, it's just kind of the, the human nature of, of losing and being able to social media just makes it a hundred times worse. Why do you think that is? Because uh, you're allowed to say something on social media that you wouldn't say to somebody's face. And I hope that when you picked up the phone and you called me, you said, you know, I'm going to find somebody that I'm going to call that would tell it to my face the same way he's going to tell it to me on the phone. 
Um, and I, because I do think social media, uh, it just allows people to, and so many people can hear it. If I'm talking to me and you, um, if we weren't recording this podcast, there'd be one person hearing this conversation. But if you put it on social media, I mean, I got 4,000 friends. You hit share one time, you got 5,000 friends. Well, then uh, and you, you don't really have to answer for the stuff that you say either. Um, right. You can right. ignore that negative comment or some people even delete it and pretend it never happened. Right. Get, get your opinion heard and then don't have to be accountable to it. Exactly. You bet. That's awesome. Oh, what else are we going to talk about? <laughs> I, I don't know. You tell me. Uh, how we how are we going to fix? Uh, uh, okay, so you talked about the government gets everybody mad at each other. And I think um, from the stuff that I read, I don't watch the news. I hate politics because it's people making you believe trying to make you believe their side of something which may or may not be true i don't like people telling me what i should be believing i like to hear the truth and decipher what i believe you bet so a politician um whether they're a left or right they have a brand and to sell their brand they uh, want you to be for a side and so they they uh, on purpose are divisive and make you pick a side and that's how their brand grows so they may preach unity however they don't live that out they actually live out divisiveness so yeah because unity doesn't doesn't uh get reviews on cable exactly so as uh, young, hardworking, inspiring men. How do we solve the issue of divisiveness when we know unity is the answer? I, I think, uh, you know, not to so much. I, I don't know that the squeaky wheel gets the grease on that one. I don't think that you go out and you actively just blast things on Facebook because it's like you you can spend all day trying to counter uh, what you view as a negative argument that's false information to begin with. I, I don't know that that's the approach. I think the, the best approach is to put your phone in your pocket, walk outside, go, go somewhere, even somewhere you're not comfortable going, you know, uh, where there might be people on the other side of the fence from you and, and go be around them and realize that, Hey, even though those people, I feel like they might be different from me, you spend a little bit of time with them, the chances are you're probably going to realize that they're people too. Um, you know, yeah, I'm not, not saying that's universal. I'm sure there's some places in this country where you're going to be, you know, that's not maybe the best idea. But, but generally speaking, right. I'm talking about the 99% of people that are, are just trying to make it and be happy and be you know, productive citizen, regardless of what side they sit on, go outside, get off your damn phone and, and see if you can't either don't even try to go make a friend, just be present. Um, and yep. don't make so many judgments about people, um, based on, you know, whatever it might be, what they wear or, or in, when they're uncomfortable, how they act or things like that, just from a person to person, be able to connect with people and say, you know, maybe, maybe it's not 
what they look like on the news just because they have a different view than me. And the only sense of it that I get is a sensationalized, dramatized version because someone's trying to sell a, a TV rating. Man, that's that's awesome. And it, I'll, I want to say a, a statement that is probably problem causing and what you said is exactly how to fix that problem i would say two of our biggest problems are asking why questions asking why things are the way they are why don't you do this when there's not a true answer and then the second thing is talking to yourself as you talk to yourself you begin to believe what you're saying when it's highly likely you made it up yeah and because colton thigpen is colton thigpen's biggest hype man and brayden house is brayden house's biggest hype man for negative or for positive yeah so if just it's just how rumors get started you think uh man Braden is at junior nationals because he's trying to help so-and-so win. And then they win and you're like, man, I knew it. That Braden was there just to help them win. And you just said that you knew something that you have no clue whether that's true or not. No, you, you were, uh, I mean, it was on kind of that, that conspiracy theory role where everyone, regardless of the results, yeah. Uh, can you still hear me? Okay. Yeah. Is is going to be able to say that they were right? Um, and and unfortunately, it would it would be really easy for me as someone that goes to a whole bunch of shows. I mean, I probably as many shows scattered around in various places as anybody to to sit on my high horse and say I've never done it. Uh, that would be a lie, and that is a problem. Uh, and it it you you don't need to blame the kids. When they, when they go down that trail, because they've probably seen their mom and dad do it, and they've probably seen somebody like me do it, and it needs to be fixed. Um, and and I, I can tell you as much as anyone, I make a conscious effort to not do that. And it seems like the more you're in that circle, the more sometimes you can tie stuff together. And whether it's true or not, to be honest with you, it don't freaking matter. You don't need – it doesn't ever need to get to a kid, and you really need to learn – to like if you're me you can always do a better job of practicing what you preach and mind your own business um so i just don't want anybody to say that that i you know that's a hypocrite move if you if you, even whoever's listening if you sit back and say you've never done it you probably need to look in the mirror you know we can all work together to make that better yep and that's a hundred percent true and and i think we get uh um it's a big deal on us being right. It goes back to pride. I think pride is the root issue because we're sitting here and we've either before the show or, you know, said, man, this is the best calf I've ever raised. Or someone came to your house and said, man, that thing's awesome. You should win. Or you just good this calf is and that it fits this judge to a T. How many times have you been like, man, this calf fits this judge? Then you get to the show and you're like, man, that judge switched how he's picking them. And 
he did switch. Oh, I was thinking him. He called it like he saw it, and you were and, wrong. And you misread the situation. Yeah, exactly. No, I I completely agree with you, and it's and it's hard. You know, you get people like me, you know, or you, which I give you this. You're a lot better about it than than probably anybody else. But you get someone like me, I got a competition complex. Okay, <laughs> losing. I can take it like a champ. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it, it would be a lie if I told you that I just enjoy getting my ass kicked at a show. <laughs> uh, and you got to the the hardest part of it is to look at yourself and say, we actually could have done this differently. We could have done this better. Uh, it's a real easy bailout to to blame something else, and that just sours the whole industry, you know, whenever that wildfire gets out of control. And it is, uh, thanks to Facebook and some of the forums and how the squeaky wheel always gets the grease, it is on the path to getting out of control. Uh, you know, I, I think people should learn how to put their hands in their pockets, especially when it comes to venting about, uh, the, uh, you know, disappointments on social media. Uh, I got to have a, a really, really good conversation with uh, some young youth leaders in the Brahmin Association uh, through the Brahmin Foundation program, just this exact topic. And I thought that just having the conversation rather than having an argument was extremely productive. And as someone who has shown sale barn cattle who didn't have uh didn't have any place winning a show to showing the some of the best cattle in the world to being a judge i've seen all sides of it and um my deal is we talked about well it'd be fair if we had a three-man system and if your root is pride you're going to complain whether it's a 50-man system, 100-man system, three-man system, one-man system, no system. Absolutely. And I, my beef with the three-man system is, okay, so you don't trust one guy, so you're going to get three guys you don't trust and get the average of them, so you're really getting four judges that none of them agreed the way that it was placed, so you actually have a fourth guy and his name is average, and we're just going to go with that. And for me, if I'm that, you got three times the opportunities to give yourself a bailout too when you get beat. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the point I was trying to make is if I'm in the show ring, average is the last thing that I want to be compared to. I'm with you. You preaching to the choir on that one. <laughs> and 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 it I mean not that there's any actual ground to it, but the whole saying it's one man's opinion, that that's kind of the, the mantra when it comes to showing cattle, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. you got the option to stay at home. Right. And, you know, pick a guy with integrity. To me, your judges, uh, they need to be competent, and in order to be competent, they're going to be familiar in the industry with the people. And then they need to have confidence. And that's something that I've learned in myself on judging species that I'm not as familiar with as cattle. Man, whenever you're not confident in your competence, 
you t- you tend to go things like showmanship and kids that are doing a good job and presentation because it just things that help you and you realize quality in those things. So Absolutely. if I'm the judge, competence, confidence, and integrity. And if they don't have those things, they don't need to be judging anyway. I'm, I'm with you. They probably won't be judging very many of mine, you know. It, <laughs> it, it, that's when you exercise your right to stay at home. You don't have to show them or some guy. No judge should ever be bashed. You had the option to stay at home. I mean, that's that's kind of a big deal, too. And um, But I agree. And that integrity thing, uh, I don't think you can measure integrity by how many, uh, you know, Christian memes they share on Facebook or by – anything other than watching them go about their business in the ring with a completely unbiased opinion, is this guy doing them right? And you know in the future what you're getting into um, because it, it works both ways. I mean, there's some guys that you would you could know they have ties to families, and if you watch them long enough, they'll, they will beat them when they need to be beat. And um, it's not, not fair to kind of have a guy pegged before you sit your butt in the stands and give him a fair chance to evaluate some stuff. Right. Right. And I agree a hundred percent. Something I, I also told those kids last night was um, as a showman, the people I was fighting to beat in the wash rack at two and 3 AM were the same people that we were fighting to get to the backdrop at the end of the day so we could go home. And all the way. That, that should be on a fortune cookie because that's, that's the truth. <laughs> it's, it's, and all the ones in the middle are the ones sitting around complaining. Yep. And the way, but you got to say the ones that got on the wash rack at 730 when the show starts at eight, they ain't complaining one bit about nothing. They don't. <laughs> They're just having the best time. They might be the real winners when it's all said and done because they had a good time regardless. They're happy to be there. Yep, and that there's a place for for everybody, but it, you're right. It's usually the ones that, that hit the snooze button just two or three times. They're they're the, the ones cackling in the end, but it is what it is on that deal. Well, I agree. And so, so our deal is religion and politics, and you hit it's not the guy that shares all the – the Christian memes, and I think that's uh, awesome because it's oftentimes the people that are telling you what they are that isn't necessarily uh, a representation of what they are uh, when you study hey, the fruit of a person, I think. You bet. I had this conversation with the, the family that I'm here at the Beastmaster show with, and they they said that conversation is, is kind of like three things. I'm going to list off two of them, and you can probably figure the third one out. But religion, money, and then there's something else. And the more you got to talk about it, the more you're trying to be validated in the way that you believe or that you're getting enough. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I may have messed you up on my end with people trying to call in. But you're just talking about about the post and validating yourself and things like that. And the, the family that I'm here with at Beefmaster Junior Nationals, the dad, he, he compared it to three things. I'm going to tell you two of them. And, you know, the older viewers my, or listeners can figure out the third one. But he said uh, money, 
religion, and then something else. He said, if you got to talk about it, you probably don't have enough, and you're probably not getting any more. If you got to talk about it, post about it on Facebook. Um, that's that's pretty universal, you know. Um, money, religion, land, uh, you know, anything like that that people use as a measuring tool to compare themselves to somebody else. If you're posting about it, you probably don't have enough to begin with. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Man, I, I did not think I was going to get a call today about <laughs> politics and religion. I didn't think I was going to be making any. This, I think this is a, it's definitely made my day, I tell you that. That's good. That's good. Well, any other tidbits that you need to throw in? Oh, you know, besides when I die, I, I want you to put minded his own business on um, on my tombstone. <laughs> and, you know, I don't know. I guess the a big thing, and I don't have any, like, specific advice for anything out there, but you've known me since uh, since the cringeworthy days whenever I would say things that were really out of line, uh, didn't know any better, and was a kid starting out. And where I'm going with this is I listen to to all kinds of podcasts. I guess I'm going to obviously add this one to my list. Um, but one of them is sports podcasts. And he was talking about ways to be successful. And there's probably a four-word quote that I've never really paid much attention to. Um, and it's a basketball quote, but it applies to whether you want to do show cattle or be an actor or what your goal is. Um, and from a kid who this, I didn't start showing cattle until I was a sophomore. And, and I can honestly tell you, and I mean this in the most humble way possible, I am in that 1% that does this professionally. I don't do anything else. I do it for a living. I'm broke as a joke, but I do figure out how to make it work. Uh, the four-word quote was hang around the hoop. Uh, you know, eventually you're going to get the ball. You might have to wait six, seven, ten years, um, but if you, if you leave, you can forget it. You will never get the ball. Um, you need to make sure you're prepared when you do get your bounce. Um, and, you know, like us, we've gotten our bounce lately here with the bull that we're kind of dragged around and promoting a little bit. And, and you can bet your butt we were prepared when that rebound came our way. Um, but any kid out there, it, it's a flooded market. It's really hard to make it. There's always room for one more, no matter what. Um, and, and you got to hang around the hoop and kind of wait your turn. And when you get your chance, you need to be ready. Uh, man, that's I just awesome. Heard so, uh, there's a man named Tim, Gro- Tim Grover. He was uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's um, personal trainer. Okay. And he wrote this book, and he said, people act like winning owes them something. Just like winning doesn't owe you crap, just like life doesn't owe you crap. He said, you can win one day. And that doesn't mean anything about when you go out to competition the next day, winning could beat you into the ground. And I think so many people have this false idea of what winning is because they go to one show and win and then go to the next one and have this expectation that that's supposed to happen again. Oh, yeah, I agree. And it, and it seems like kind of on that same little trail. Can you still hear me? Yes, sir is that 
once you go and you win, like, so when you start out, you know, if you're little Braden or little Colton and you get kind of started out doing this stuff, all you want to do is win that, you know, is beat, is taste some success. And then people will immediately you'll win one and that's not good enough. You got to win another one. And somewhere there's a fine line that I, I make a really conscious effort to walk where it, obviously if you're a competitor by nature, you want to always win the next one. Uh, I listened to a podcast of what Brian Martin was on and, and loved it with Brad Hook. And he said, what's the most important show for you to win? And he said the next one. And I, I do think that's completely true. But I also think, uh, you know, you can run yourself in the ground pretty hard if you ever forget about that kid that just wanted to win a jackpot show, being you. Um, right. You know, I like my little brother, uh, he was reserve champion heifer at our county fair, for example, and uh, the heifer that beat us was phenomenal, not to go into specifics, but anytime you, you show cattle on a big level and you go to your county fair, you're like, man, you know, I want to go win. Um, and it took sitting down at lunch to say, you know what, 10 years supreme champion at this county fair knowing the one that beat me is probably going to win junior nationals in her breed i i would have killed for this and it changes your perspective really fast because you weren't like you said you're not owed that win or any win so when you do uh it's important for for your literally for your mental health to be like hey uh mm. appreciate it for a second because that stuff's not easy and it doesn't come every day Man, that's awesome, man. Just like I said earlier, the two most dangerous things are asking why and talking to yourself. The Probably the most crucial thing to do that's the most healthy thing to do is implement gratitude in your life. And that's exactly what you did, whether you knew it or not, was became grateful for what you, what you did in this moment because of realizing that you hadn't had it in moments before. Absolutely. I, I agree. That, that's And that, it kind of works. You can make the talking to yourself thing work both ways. If you can get yourself to connect that deep, the, the talking to yourself can be okay. The, the downside of it is if you talk to yourself out of anger or in that moment, you can talk yourself smooth off the ledge in a bad way. Um, but if you, you're willing to step back and I guess inside, have that conversation with yourself that, um, you don't even say, well, cause obviously there's a lot of other hardworking kids that would have liked to be there. I get it. That's one thing, but think about yourself. There was a time where you would have liked to be there too, if you're second or third or whatever it is. And, and that's an important conversation to have with yourself because you're going to talk to yourself no matter what, make it a good conversation if you can. <laughs> All right, so Braden, I have to uh, I know a little bit more about a certain stance that you got. So we've talked about your motto of mind your own business, uh, and we've dove off into how you feel about politics, uh, but we haven't on the religion. So what do you? What's your stance outside of mind your own business on the religion? It it's. You know, and nobody wants to go into the, the hard specifics of that. If you do, if anybody does, get, get a Joel Osteen podcast or, or something like that. That's not where we're going to go with this. Uh, to me, the religion part, 
just follow the religion of being a good person. Read whatever book you want to read. You know, pray to whoever you want to pray to. That it is, it's not my place um, to to have any input in that. Like I said earlier, our ancestors came over here because they wanted to believe whatever they want to believe. Um, but I'll tell you right now, I will judge you if you're not a good person. That's the only uh, every religion believe something and most all of them tie back into the same thing which is the golden rule treat other people the way you want to be treated um you know and that's that's going to be the hill that i die on um don't really i do not care what color your jesus is or how big or small he is or how often i don't care if you go church not my business but if if you can be a good person and, and also give everybody a chance. I think that's encompassing being a good person, um, highlighted by the golden rule um, of just treat other people the way you want to be treated. The religion thing, it incites just as much harsh judgment and reactions out of people as the politics side of it does. Um, sure. And I think that's no, obviously no religion intended for that to happen. That is the people uh, of that various religions that make that happen um and so don't blame the good book if you don't agree with the way the people reading it act you need to give it an opportunity too or or whatever it is that you're against do a little research and look into it i don't think uh now there's an exception to every rule but i don't think most of these religions are creating bad people right right all right so um if you uh, believe in not pushing agenda on someone, which um, I don't think is a very successful tool in negotiation, period, a lot like politics, you're not going to yell and argue your way into someone saying, oh, yeah, you are right, because you told me you were. Uh, I, that just yeah, no. never works. So. If you don't mind me asking, what is your stance? What is your belief? Do you believe in uh, a certain religion? Oh, man. I, you know, to be honest with you, I don't guess I know. I believe there's something. Um, I believe in some way or form everybody's going to answer for something. Um, I, to make a literal answer to your question, no, I do not have a specific one that I'm entitled to. I, I just try to kind of see all sides. Um, but I do think when it comes down to the day that you're judged, I don't think it's going to be a quiz contest of quoting a scripture or how well you knew this book or that book. I, I think it's going to be more on your body of work on how you went about your business and treating people. I, I, I agree that there's going to be a test. There's going to be a judgment. But I just don't think, I think a lot of people believe it's going to be a written test. And the more you know about your religion, uh, the better chance you got to get in. And I just hate to see that happen and their religion not be the one that's ultimately the decider. I, I think uh, every one of them has its value. I do not go to church on Sundays. I'm usually at a cow show. Uh, I hope that doesn't make me a bad person when it's all said and done. But the the reality of it is, no matter where, what direction you want to go with that, just be a decent person. Don't judge other people for what they choose to believe in. 
judge them by the way they treat you and judge them by the way they make you feel if you if you got in your heart to try to judge somebody for sure you this you, you said that you believe there's a judgment who would be doing the judging i don't know i think it would be like a the summer of 2017 battle of the cattle where they don't know who the judges are. To roll <laughs> I, I can't get There ain't no way I can answer that question, man. I don't know that anybody can. I think if someone can literally answer that question, that they're, they're hyping up what they want to become true. I just don't on a literal context. I don't know how anybody knows. Now I hope so. And I'm in belt looking at the fairgrounds. I hope it was like that 2017 battle of cattle where we rolled in and then brandon callis is judging but i just don't think it's going to be him there either uh we don't know who it's going to be but i would be glad to see him if it was needless to say uh that's a hell of a guy totally beside the point (laughs) oh that is that's awesome well man i sure enjoyed your uh your honesty and your candidness this is just another little thing because I'm a soapbox guy and not really the most sentimental person you'll ever meet, but I'm going to tell you this. Um, I mentioned before we kept up with each other for a long time, been friends, um, not, you know, never neighbor friends, but always been friends kind of from a distance. Um, we've had some dealings with each other and I don't know about you, but I'd say they turned out pretty well. Um, and, and it just means a lot to me the the way that you've gone about handling um, me and our friendship um, and to be even considered somebody whose opinion, no matter how uh, polarizing or not it might be, an opinion that you value and appreciate enough to call and ask, uh, it's a big deal. I know there's people that get podcast calls every day to the point where they got to turn them down. Uh, that's not me. Uh, I don't get calls to be on podcasts. Very rarely do I get it. I judge some shows, but usually it's a lot safer when Braden doesn't have a microphone in his hand. Uh, <laughs> you, you trusted me enough to do that, and it just it means a whole lot because you're somebody that even at 25 I looked up to. Um, we, my first ever open show that I worked at for somebody else, I worked with you at V8. We made I think 75 bucks a day, or not we, but the little scrub guy, high school kid, me did, and learned learned so much. And I don't know how many shows I've been to since then, um, but it's enough where I don't even go work at open shows for other people anymore because we got our own stuff. Um, But I'll never forget that. So I just want you to know, I hope this podcast thing works out. And and I hope that, you know, you're shooting for the stars and you're as successful as anybody out there. But I know that there's a a lot of young kids, um, probably knucklehead kids like me, that look up to you. And just keep up doing what you're doing because it means a whole lot to me and it means a whole lot to a bunch of other people out there. Man, I really appreciate that. Thank you uh, for sharing that. And and the feeling's mutual, by the way. I've, I've, uh, uh, I've always been drawn to your energy and your passion for uh, this industry. And then for someone who um, can be honest enough about the religion side of that conversation and not saying, man, there's not really something I truly believe in, but still believing enough in moral ethics uh, to 
be a good person, like you said, um, is inspiring. And you know, my story and my style, I, I believe, uh, in Christianity. I do not believe necessarily in religion. I think religion turns political and, uh, uh, divisive. And so, um, but I, I've just, man, I've thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. I respect you a lot, and uh, I'm excited to hear your opinions because a lot of people are too bashful to share them. And I was like, you know what, Braden will. Braden will open the door for anybody that's bashful to share their opinion. And I guarantee you, when you called me, and you can text text old Callus and say, man, I had a guy compare you to Almighty God on my Snapchat because that is, I mean, on my podcast. Because I you was not Jesus. expected to do that whenever I picked up the phone. I'll be honest. So <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. He's going to have to be the new Morgan Freeman reading the Bible. Exactly. You bet. That's awesome. But I'll let you get back to it. I'm going to go in here and uh, I guess check on some beef masters. And, and if there's ever anything else I can do for you, just give me a holler. I look forward to hearing my ranchy accent on a podcast someday in the future yes sir love you man and enjoyed the conversation i don't know what this podcast is called but we're here doing some impromptu conversations about things we're not supposed to talk about religion and politics in this braden house i'm colton thigpen peace out see ya braden was the co-star of our very first off limits podcast Great conversation, a lot of insights. Uh, man, he can get on a soapbox, but he uh, speaks some truth. He has uh, different opinions on things, things that get your mind going. It was a great conversation, a great perspective. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. Look for Braden on social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Braden House or Big House Show Cattle, uh, and like and share this podcast. We enjoyed uh the conversation. I hope you did as well. See you next time.